Welcome to A Walk in My Stilettos, where our goal is to help you walk in your greatness. I'm your host, Mikini Smith. Hello, Faith Walkers. Thank you for taking the time to join us. The purpose of this show is to inspire you to walk in your greatness. We have conversations with amazing women that are letting us take a step into their stilettos. I get inspired when I see another woman succeeding. But as a mindset coach, what inspires me more is their backstory and their mindset of how they got there. So today's guest is about to bless us with her testimony. And since you're already here, you may as well subscribe. So today we have Trish Mathis. She's an entrepreneur. She is a personal trainer and founder of TWT Fitness. She's the owner of Elegant Tresses, distributing high quality extensions and the owner of Cali Closet, a fashion boutique for children. Please welcome to the show, Trish Mathis. Hi. <laughs> that hey, was a Trish. beautiful opening. Hey. <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you're you. welcome. You know, I tell women all the time, you know, when I'm doing your intro and your bio, that's you. That's who you are. You know, everyone's always right. so surprised to hear how it sounds coming out of someone's mouth, but it's that's all you. Exactly. Well, thank you so much. It was beautiful. Um, you described it to the T. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> So before I get started, one of the questions that I love to ask as an icebreaker question is important because we have so many titles, especially as women, so many titles that we go by, so many things that we're referred to or called, you know, so many hats that we wear as entrepreneurs, as moms, but a title that I feel holds a lot of weight and doesn't get enough recognition is our name and the meaning behind it. So my question to you, Trish, is do you know what your name means? Yes. (laughs) My name has a very unique meaning. So when it's described, of course, behind it, the first thing that my mom thought of when she even named me, because her name is Patricia, is strong, Mm -hmm. ambitious, and talented. She would tell me all the time, you know, you're very talented. You're able to do things that others aren't. And it stuck with me up until, you know, I got older because I've had two older sisters that I used to look up to and admire. And they would just be, you would look at them as if they were just like the perfect two. But deep down, they were really shy. Mm-hmm. And I was just that one that was always outspoken. So I let my talent shine through. And it's right, you know, like I'm very outspoken. I always say things that people would never think that I would say. Once you get to know me, of course, <laughs> and um, I have that drive, very ambitious as well. I love it. I love it. So let's take us back to the very beginning. What did you want to be when you were a little girl? Uh, when I was a little girl, I wanted to be an RN, a registered nurse. Mm, okay. Was there any particular yeah, reason? Um, well, my best friend, her mom was a nurse and she used to work with babies. And at that time, you know, going there, we used to love just playing with babies, watching them babysitting. So it was just something that was just like, oh, I want to work with babies too. So when we had career day and she came and she just made her job seem like the best thing on earth, that was, that it just stuck with me. And now it's crazy because my best friend, mom is still a nurse. And then she went to Tennessee and she is a registered nurse as well. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> We're going to fast forward to today. Like how did your journey begin, you know, helping others reach their fitness goals? 
Oh, wow. Okay, so fitness came a part of my life when I had my second child. After I had my second child, I ended up going in uh, early labor. They had to um, perform a cesarean because my baby uh, heart rate was increasing, and then they noticed that my blood pressure was going up. I had no idea why this was happening. However, um, once I uh, had my baby, I began to breastfeed. And thank God, you know, she was in NICU for a while, but she's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, And I began to breastfeed. I ate right. I researched food that we were eating because everyone tells you eat healthy, but they never break it down to what healthy is. Mm -hmm. So if I mean a salad with cheese and sour cream on it and processed meat, no one's saying it is not healthy because it's just a salad. So once I start really reading into the everything that was in the salad and start seeing how it affects the body, that's when I got into it. Like, okay, this is bad. This is not helping me. This is why my blood pressure is high. Because I had already been in the gym for 10 years, like Mm -hmm. working out. It was not until I changed what I was eating. And once I changed that, within three months, I lost 25 pounds. And it wasn't just 25 pounds. I lost a lot of fat where Mm -hmm. I gained muscle and I looked completely different. And to the people that had known me for so long, they saw the difference. And so many people were so interested in how did you do this? What did you do to obtain this goal? And I shared my journey with a lot of my friends, old classmates that I went to school with. And from there, you know, I I did take up the the lead of being a trainer, but it wasn't until I got three girls that wanted to really train and that was dedicated. And we formed a group a group chat and we got together, we, we worked out. I gave them like the meals of everything that I was doing, the detoxes, everything. And after three months, you know, they really lost and also they lost weight and gained muscle. Mm-hmm. And after that, they sent me referrals and it grew from there. Wow. So it's it's gotten big ever since then. Because the reason why I even started with the three girls, to be honest, is because I didn't want to go out and say, hey, I'm a trainer just because I did it for myself. I wanted right. to see if what I did would work for others. And once right. I saw that it did, my business just grew from there. I think it's beautiful that basically the formula of what you did is what many of us need to do without even realizing it. Because you needed to make the change in you first. And that changed Mm -hmm. your entire life. And that changed how you made an impact in this world. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So that was the beginning of of TWT Fitness? Yes, ma'am. That was the very beginning. January 8, 2018. I still remember it like it was yesterday. Very beginning. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So what does TWT stand for? It stands for Train With Trish. Okay. Okay. Your, Your whole journey of becoming healthier for you and starting to make that impact in the, in the lives of, of people around you. Share with the audience what you shared with me when we spoke about how you were able to use that to walk away from your nine to five. So that's where it gets interesting. So in January, when I began to train, um, I didn't mention that I was literally training these girls for free. And I didn't have a problem with that. I want everyone to know you have to sacrifice some things when you're starting a business. Mm-hmm. Um, but with training them and getting their results and getting them to where they wanted to be, where they were happy, um, it brought on a lot of clientele. When the clientele picked up, then the money just follows, of course. So 
But my goal was never about the money. It was always to actually get people in that comfort zone where they're happy with their weight. And it's a mental thing as well where they're happy with themselves. Mm -hmm. And once I, you know, it was bigger than just weight loss. It became a sisterhood. I had people from all over in the area, neighborhood, coming and training. And I was working and just doing it part-time. And uh, a tragic accident happened where my father had lost his mother. And, you know, I had to take bereavement and I took time off. And when I took the time off, I got more clientele where people were reaching out asking, you know, can I come in for a session? And it was during the daytime when I normally worked. And it was just crazy that it happened that way because I was off for bereavement, not for work. But Mm -hmm. when it picked up like that, you know, I took the offer. I'm like, okay, well, I'll meet you. And I like I would do a session for free the very first time. And then I'll let them decide if it's something they want to continue with. And that's, it was three girls. I remember three girls that week that came into the gym and decided to pick up one-on-one training. And mm. they wanted it during the daytime. So I thought about it and I prayed on it. That's one thing I'm big on. I prayed on it and I prayed about it. And I went to sleep and I woke up and I was like, okay, let me, let me do the math. Let me do the calculation how much it is that I'm making with training full-time versus me having a full-time job. And to be honest with you, the training just outweighs the job. And then Mm -hmm. I said, okay, well, let me not just look at the money. Let me look at my well-being. And I I still went back to work after the bereavement, and I just noticed my, my heart wasn't there anymore. I couldn't concentrate. I couldn't give the customer my all because I was too focused on oh, this is what I'm going to do when I get to the gym. You know, like my mm-hmm. mind was somewhere totally else, and I couldn't change it. No matter what I did, I just couldn't change that. So I woke up one morning, and it was just on my heart to just let it go. After I had already did the math for the income of how much I was bringing in and my happiness as far as my well-being, knowing that that was number one, and I just decided to resign. And I resigned May 9th of 2018, and I'm still full-time training. I have not went back to corporate America. I love it. I love it. So I I love how you continue to mention that money wasn't your focus. It right. wasn't it wasn't the goal. You focused on the why, why you were doing it and you were passionate right. about it. And I, I definitely right. believe God has an interesting sense of humor. So although mm-hmm. you were off work, you know, for bereavement, he showed you during that time how yeah. to take something that you're you're passionate about to gain peace from that. Exactly. Exactly. It was a hard moment for the family. But the fact that, you know, God intervened and said, hey, you know, I'm going to help you use this time not to dwell on the past, but to focus on what I have for you in the future. Mm-hmm. And when the opportunity presented itself, I found so much happiness going to the gym and helping people because we're not in the gym for our training. We're in the gym for our talking as well. So I'm getting right. to know my clients and figure out what's wrong with them, you know, why why they're having issues because if you're not healthy you're not happy yes and so it's, it's deeper than that and you know I found so much happiness in that and it helped me like when you're preaching to others a lot of time you're preaching to yourself too mm-hmm. so <laughs> it, that was that began to be my happy place it's something I just started to love and I still to this day I do it full time I love it so you know you said you had to think about not dwelling on the past and focusing on the future and yes 
coincidentally, when my sister passed away, that was a time where I had to learn the same lesson, not dwell on the past, but to focus on the future. Because the past is gone. You can't change that. You know, you can change your behavior and your actions today to have a better tomorrow, but you can't go back and change the past. So would you say that your pain has birthed your passion? Yes. And first, let me just touch bases on the fact of you losing your sister, because I know that was very hard. So I do send my condolences to you. I'm Thank so you. sorry to hear that. You're welcome. You. Um, yes, my past has really molded me to who I am now, because a lot of things that I... I'm going to just say this. I, I didn't grow up knowing my real father. So the, the guy that I'm mentioning as my father is not my biological father. Mm -hmm. So when you grow up and you get rejected from different people, the rejection of your own father or anyone, it just brings you a lot of pain and hurt. Right. And us as women, we carry stress and depression on us and it, and it, it makes us heavy. It makes us overweight. Mm -hmm. So once I decided to let it go and accept what was my now, which is what I'm happy with doing, and I see a different person, you know, it, it has definitely made me that pain and everything I went through, it, it has made me who I am now. You and know, every time we just try, I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. But no, no, go ahead. Every time we try to sit and dwell on anything, I, I feel like it's God reminding us, hey, I know that this is unfortunate but this is what I need you to do. Mm -hmm. And I need you to do it and, and know that these people are watching you and want to see you succeed. And that's, that's the drive right there. I want to touch on your, how do you say this? How, how you choose to deal with not knowing your father. There's a lot of people that will hold on to um, the rejection and hold on to those things and like you said, we as women carry stress differently. But as people, when we are stressed out and what's going on mentally, we don't realize how much that affects us physically. Like the word, right. the word disease, it's your body in dis-ease. You know, when you're stressed yeah. out, you have anxiety and depression and your body feels that. And that's when you yeah. start to take on all these illnesses and all this sickness. So you being out here trying to you know, like making that effort to heal people physically and while you're in the gym physically helping them heal speaking with them ministering to them so that they're healing subconsciously mentally like emotionally in other ways i don't even think you realize the impact that you're you're having with people with what you're doing with what you've been called to do Right. And, and, and that's another thing, too. I have a cousin that was always big on, you know, you need to talk to younger girls or you need to, you know, get in their head and help them because I feel like you're strong. And a lot of times people don't know that, you know, the outside, you know, it shows that I'm strong, but you don't know mentally what I deal with and battle with. But the fact that I have gotten over so much, I do try to minister and preach to people all the time and let them know that, hey, that wasn't to hurt you. What you're going through, mm -hmm. that, that divorce, that relationship, that breakup wasn't to hurt you. It's to help you. Mm -hmm. It really is. And I nope. believe that every time I go through anything, I just believe it's just something to help me. I always try to see the bigger picture and not play the victim because a lot of times we hurt ourselves by always saying, well, why is this happening to me? Why am I the only one experiencing this? And that's because we're looking at the picture the wrong way. Exactly. And here's the thing. When people ask, why is this happening to me? 
if they ask that, why is this happening to me in a, in a different perception? Because, you know, mm-hmm. they're looking at it negatively as the victim. Oh, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Versus, okay, God, why is this happening? What am I supposed to learn from this? Yep. How am I mm-hmm. supposed to be able to help others from this? How yes, can I serve? What so can, you know what I mean? So it's, yes. it's mm-hmm. the same question. It's just being asked differently. That's so true. I tell people all the time when things, because people think when you minister and preach to others that everything is going right for you. No, I just know how to get through hard times. I know mm-hmm. that when stuff is going wrong, it's time for me to be still. It's mm-hmm. time for me to listen and try to see where am I going wrong? What have I done wrong? Have I done wrong about people? Have I done wrong? You know, so it, it's not about us being punished. It's all about us learning yes. and getting and being able to point out our wrongdoing and not others. Yeah, so we're being sharpened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How has this whole experience transitioning helped you view life going forward? Has this changed anything? Yes, it has been very life changing. I have two kids. <laughs> so <laughs> the biggest thing to me with them is the fact that I make my own schedule. And being mm-hmm. that I make my own schedule, if, I, if I'm called to mom duty or if I have to be there to support my daughter while she's in ballet, she's three or my son and he's in basketball, he's 10, I can be there. Or even if, you know, anything happens, I can be there. And that was one of the biggest things that really hindered me having a job where I was working for someone. No matter how much the company say they appreciate you and they adore you, when it comes time for you to be a parent and that company is not allowing you to do that, that's a problem. Yes. And I didn't want that for my children. I didn't want to be that parent that's never there to support their kids. Or, you know, I don't believe in just working to get a dollar. I believe in doing what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, being there for my kids is important. So it's changed my life a lot. And, I, and I'm not even speaking on financially because when you're following your passion and your dream, the money comes. You don't mm-hmm. even have to worry about it. Exactly. Exactly. I remember when I was in my 20s and I was working uh, a nine to five. I was one of their top employees. My first child, my daughter was, she was fairly young and I was on the verge of being a single mom. Her dad and I had broken up and got back together and she was very sickly. And the daycare had called one day saying that I need to come pick her up. And I went to the manager and I said, I have to leave. I have to go pick up my daughter from daycare. And she looked at me this woman who had no children and said to me, can't somebody else pick her up? Like, I need you for the yeah. shift. And I looked right. her mm-hmm. dead in the eye and I said, my child comes first. My child yes. is my priority. Mm-hmm. I don't live to work. I work to live. And back then I ended up quitting that job. But when I became an entrepreneur just around the age of 30, I was like, okay, how can I make this life so that I can still be there for everything that I need to be for my children. I want to be a full-time mom. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship is for me, it's been where I've been able to schedule everything that I do around my children, around their appointments. You know, I got to take the whole day off yesterday and spend the day with my daughter in Niagara Falls for her birthday because I can, I can schedule my appointments the way that I want to without anybody telling me (laughs) yes or no. That's beautiful. That's so beautiful. And that's a good thing. That's actually great. You know, and that's what people have to realize when you have children, they come first. Mm-hmm. They they do. So my scheduling is all based around theirs. You know, if I have to bring them to school, I have to pick them up. So I schedule my appointments outside of what I have to do for them. And then also time off of work with them to spend. Mm-hmm. 
So that's a great it. thing. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, that happened to me a few times. And you have a lot of supervisors that really care, but you also have someone over there, supervisor. So right. I had a supervisor that was very understanding. She used to let me leave early from work to make sure that I got to the daycare before it closed. But then when management gets involved and they're like, hey, we're noticing this person leaving before their ship, mm-hmm. there's nothing at that point that the supervisor can do but enforce that you have to stay. And who's going to pick up my child? Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that could pick her up. And a lot mm-hmm. of people don't understand, oh, it's just you. And <laughs> I remember one time, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I remember one time, I'm going to be honest with you, this was, and, and I feel bad that this happened, but I know a lot of people that's going to listen to this is going to remember. One of my um, close friends had an issue with her daughter getting her to and from daycare and then making it to work. And the manager gave her a card, and I think that the card was um, life change or something like that. To some, it was something like that, but it was basically a hotline that you call for help. But she didn't need help; she just needed that time to pick up mm-hmm. and take her child. And it was so sad and unfortunate that you have someone up in higher management that would just basically treat you like here, figure it out. Right. People, people that, don't understand unless they're in their, in your, in, shoes. their sho- in your mm-hmm. shoes. Exactly. You know, yeah. people can look at your situation and have all kinds of thoughts and opinions about it. But unless they're in your shoes, they have they no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So what that inspires so you the most about what you do? What inspires me the most about what I do is seeing people change. People don't understand that their testimonials that they send me every day means everything to me. Mm-hmm. I have clients that will literally text me and be like, oh, my God, I went to the doctor and my doctor said that I don't I no longer have to take my blood pressure medicine mm-hmm. or, you know, I can fit in these pins that I bought and I haven't been able to fit in them for two years or so. Like those testimonials, those life changing things mean a lot because. At this point, this person isn't thinking, oh, I did it. They're thinking, oh, my God, she helped me to reach this goal that mm-hmm. I've been trying to reach on my own for so long. So to know that you can actually step in your purpose and help others and it's not about you, mm-hmm. that, that makes me feel really good. And then it just, <laughs> it, you know, it makes me feel good because it's not about me. Yes. Like I live for those messages. So, yes, that's what's I, important to me, helping others. I love it. I love it. I mean, yourself. Uh, some of the other women that I've had on the show, uh, myself, it's like when you are walking in your purpose and you, like you said, you're changing somebody's life, even the smallest message that they send you to say Mm -hmm. how you made that impact for them. Like that is you spreading light into this world. That is, you know, the reflection to me, it's a reflection of God on your life. You being able to, to help others and shine that light. It's, it's an indescribable feeling. Like you said, it's not about you. I get mm-hmm. very emotional when someone says to me, oh, my God, you know, you helped me get through this situation. Or, you know, right. when I was going through chemo, it was your words that I, re- you know, was reading to get through. Or when I was like, wow. those things make me so emotional. Like, it's not a, I don't care yeah. about the awards and the accolades. It's mm-hmm. the impact yeah. that you have on people's lives. Those are the things that you're going to remember yeah. at the end of time. Like, those things are so beautiful. Yeah. That's true. That's a great thing. That's big. You know, when people are struggling with things like that, self-esteem and mental mental health is is real. You mm-hmm. know, so when people change all of that 
and, and they acknowledge you in the process of them getting through it and past it, that's big. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you as well. That's Thank a big you. Thing. Thank you. <laughs> and even with you sharing everyone's story, that's a big thing because you don't really know what other people are going through. You don't. Exactly. Sometimes you don't, but for you to use your platform to put other people's business out there, that's a blessing. You're doing Thank good you. Thank You're you. You're welcome. When I first decided to start a podcast, because for me, you know, I love to help women to own their stories, conquer their fears so they can reach their goals. But it's a huge deal when you hear somebody's story and you realize, yeah, I can resonate with that. But when you hear, mm -hmm. you can hear, you know, a lesson from somebody a million times and not be affected by it. But you hear somebody tell their personal testimony and you're like, oh my God. And it changes your life. Wow. Yeah, it does. It really <laughs> like, does. <laughs> as, as women, we connect, you know, through our stories and there's so much that we can relate to, but there's so many women out here that are sharing their success stories, but you don't ever mm -hmm. know like, what did they actually have to go through to get there? You know, right. you don't know their struggles. Right. You just see exactly. the, the glory stories. You just see, yes. you know, mm -hmm. and people are like, oh, exactly. wow, I can't do that. <laughs> you know, she doesn't know what I'm going through. I had to do this, that, and the yeah. third. And it's like, no, no, I want you to hear these women's stories. Yes, they have success stories, but they had to walk a serious walk. They had to conquer yeah. so many things. They had so many adversities, but they still stuck through yeah. and they're not playing the victim they are the victor they are the winners in their story they are the that's star true. of their movie you can do it too that's true that's very true you're you're listening to someone living in their testimony i, mm -hmm. I literally had to go in a month early than my due date and after i had my baby i couldn't even hold her you know wow. like that's how bad my health was i couldn't hold her because my blood pressure was so high everyone was scared because nothing that they was giving me was working mm -hmm. and it was getting to a point where I was going to have to get a blood transfusion and my wow. poor baby was just in the NICU no one could be in there and I didn't even know what was wrong she was four pounds and I was just like my wow. mind was everywhere it was hard you know and the fact that you see if you were to see her now which is the reason why I have the whole Cali closet Mm -hmm. You're like, that baby was not premature. <laughs> but it's just amazing what God can do. I, I, I got healthy so I can breastfeed her and help her. And she's beautiful. She's three. She's 43 pounds. And I still can't believe it either. But wow. it's Amen. a blessing Amen. because, you know, it was hard. <laughs> so, okay. So what inspired the boutique Cali Closet? So you just mentioned that. So what what's the, the backstory behind what inspired that? My baby is three. She'll be four in November. And I don't know. I know you have kids, but this little girl, she was literally starting at the age of two. As soon as we get home from school, she'll take her clothes off, go in her closet, and she'll throw everything around until she finds what she wants. Mm -hmm. And every day it was a creative outfit. I mean, uh, long socks with a leotard and a skirt or <laughs> stockings with just unique outfits. And I'm like, I would just take pictures and send it to my mom all the time. Like, look at what she got on today. <laughs> to the point where even in the morning time, she would cry to wear certain things to school. So her uniform would never be just uniform. It always had to be something extra, whether it was a headband or some sparkly shoes. It was just extra. And yeah, I got so inspired by her just being so unique that I came up with this children's boutique because every time anyone would see her at school, they'd be like, oh my God, where did you get that from? Or oh, I love that. <laughs> and it could be just a simple item you pick up, but the fact that she would match it and put it together with her own style, 
is what got people's attention. Mm -hmm. So I say, you know what? I'm going to turn this little baby into a a young entrepreneur. And I literally let her pick out what she wants, dress it up. And I started a boutique just off of the things that she liked. And it has grabbed so many parents' attention. And now I call it Callie Closet because her name is Callie. And beautiful. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. You know, so what I love is you are embracing your daughter's creativity and her imagination. People underestimate the inspiration that we can get Mm -hmm. from children because here's the thing as, as people, you know, we're created in God's image. We are created to create with children. They Mm -hmm. don't have any boundaries on their creativity. You know what I mean? Right. As you start to get older and people start to ridicule you or, or try and get you checked and put you in line and tell you what you can and cannot do. And they start to, you start to allow them to limit your creativity, you know, with other people's so opinions, true. but children, yeah. they don't care. You know no what I limitation. mean? When it comes to, to, <laughs> to saying what they want to say, doing what they want to do, wearing what they want to wear. It's beautiful that you've been inspired by your daughter's creativity to, to open this boutique. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. I really appreciate it. No problem. So usually, as women, especially, whenever we decide to go after our dreams and to pursue our passions, there's always adversities that we have to experience, whether it be people that don't believe in our dreams, things that happen. Um, Can you think of any adversities that you've had to experience to get to where you are today? Absolutely. Oh, it would, it, it came from my family and I want them to hear this too. I'm going to make sure they hear it. <laughs> um, when I quit my job, I really went a while before telling anyone. It wasn't until people started noticing I wasn't going to work that I quit. Mm-hmm. So I had so many naysayers. Oh, if anything went wrong, like let's just say uh, my tire went flat. Oh, well, if you didn't quit your job, you wouldn't have this problem. Oh, you goodness. Like, whoa you know (laughs) so I had so many people saying like why would you quit your job why would you do that and you you just left some for sure money everyone calls a job guaranteed money or guaranteed check and it used to bother me so much to the point where if I did experience difficulties which I did and everyone will I was silent about them I was able to overcome them and I did what was necessary to get by you know get by Mm -hmm. and that's one thing that just bothered me and a lot of people have to realize when you're stepping into your your you know your what what it is you're supposed to do you're going to have a lot of people that doubt you you're going to have a lot of people that 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 just don't understand why you're doing what you're doing but it's not for them when i start thinking about me and considering me i tuned out my own family of them saying that i needed a job and i needed Mm -hmm. to i have kids and you need you know just yep. all kind of things, and it and it worked out for my good. I, and to this day, I'm still amazed that I've made it a year and a half without working for anyone and only myself. See, so, and and you're just at the beginning, because you're just at the beginning. Like, but but I think it's beautiful surprising. that you've been able to to silence them through action. That's beautiful because yes. usually mm-hmm. that's what it takes, right? Because people don't believe a thing until they actually see At a all. thing, right? They don't believe that something right. is possible. And sometimes we call them naysayers, yes. And it's usually, like you said, family and friends. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's not necessarily out of negativity or that they believe that you can't do it. It's that they put it, they don't believe that it's possible for them. 
So how could you exactly. be able to do it? How right? can you do it? Right. But until mm-hmm. you prove them and you show them with your actions and you show them with your success, what you are able to do that silences them. You know, you don't even yes, have to say anything does. or address them when they're being <laughs> negative. Most of the time it's, it's your actions, right? Yes. So true. Yes. That's correct. Yeah. That's so I, correct. I don't argue with them. I don't mm-hmm. sit and say, Oh, you're wrong for saying that. I just show them by always being dedicated to what I'm doing and always coming up with new ideas and creativity that yes. allows me to continue to stay on top. So that that was a big thing that I dealt with because sometimes you will think when you hit a hard rock, maybe I should go get a job mm-hmm. or even a part-time job. Mm-hmm. But that's not what it means. It just means to work hard and keep pushing and let those words of people seeing that, oh, that's not going to last. You're going to have to go back to work. Yes. You know, that was my motivation. See, I've been an entrepreneur for 10 years now. And I remember when I first became an entrepreneur, I was coming from being a stay-at-home mom for almost five years. And people are are like, okay, so you filed for a divorce and you're going to become an entrepreneur and you have three kids, a mortgage and a car payment and a dog to pay for? Are you crazy? (laughs) Everyone's like, you need to get a job. You need a bi-weekly paycheck. Are you nuts? Everyone had something to say until they started seeing the success of what I was doing, until I started getting recognized and awards by media. It's like you just have to prove them wrong. Just because the vision wasn't given to them doesn't mean that you can't carry it through. Exactly. That's so true. Congratulations and kudos to you because three kids and a mortgage and a car note, that's exactly. (laughs) It's like we're so similar. The only difference is I have two. Mm-hmm. So I used to think all the time, like, oh, my gosh, my rent is so high, this car note, the maintenance. Mm-hmm. But I just knew that if I prayed for this job, which I did, and God gave it to me, there's no reason why I can't pray for the success of my own business and That's God right. bless me through it. That's right. Oh, so, yes, ma'am. That's right. Congratulations and kudos to you. That's big. Likewise. <laughs> congratulations to you. Thank you. <laughs> So have you, you had any any coaches or mentors that have helped you along the way? So many, yes. My first one was Michael Rackpole. Um, working next to him was just a pleasure. He taught me so much about training, clients, and he owns his own gym, and that was big to me. So I, I, I learned as much as I could before he left and moved to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Then I met another guy named Tony Jones, and he is awesome. He owns his own gym as well. Great mentor. So much knowledge, so much experience. And he always calls me young and uh, still fresh, meaning I'm still (laughs) learning. (laughs) But he literally gives me so much knowledge, and I just hope that he knows that I'm applying it. And one day, you know, I hope to be where he is, where owning my own gym. Um, but as of now, those two have been my biggest mentors. I met a lot of coaches a lot along the way, a lot of females, a lot of males, and we've all helped each other. But these two guys really stood out to me the most because they're so knowledgeable about everything. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned from them and them owning their own gym and telling you, you know, you don't have a lot of people that will literally give you help or advice. Everyone is really in the pro- at a process where Oh, if you want to talk to me, you're going to have to pay me this. And that's not Mm -hmm. a problem. But to know that these men are genuinely giving you knowledge and trying to help you and want to see you succeed, that's the biggest thing, biggest blessing that I could ever, you know, be proud of since I've been in the business. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's important that you're taking advice from people that are in a position that you want to be in. You know, sometimes people are 
looking for advice and they go to family members or friends that haven't done anything with their life. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And wonder <laughs> exactly. when they take their advice, why things go wrong, you know, but you've been yeah. smart enough to take advice and, and get counsel from, from people who are succeeding, especially even in the industry that you're in. Right. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes, it is. Thank you so much. You're out here giving of yourself, pouring into people, personal training and ministering to them and being an entrepreneur, being a mom. How does Trish take care of Trish? Like what's your self-care routine? Okay. And this is something I've been doing so long and that I continue to have to do. When it comes to self-care in the morning, I wake up. Uh, The first thing I do, I meditate and I pray. Before I ask for anything, I always give thanks. Mm-hmm. I always feel like that's necessary. I can't ask for anything without giving thanks. So That's right. And then after I give thanks, I do pray. I, I set a schedule for what it is I need to do. And then I pray over it. Pray that God bless me to get through the day and pray that God helps me to accomplish the goals that I've set. Mm. And after that, you know, after praying and meditating, I, that's my me time. I let the kids sleep. I don't bother them. They don't bother me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I pray and meditate in the morning. And then at night, I'll do the same thing. But the only difference at night is at this point, I'm giving thanks again for everything yes. that I've got, you know, everything that has happened through the day, all the things I did get accomplished. And, and I will also pray for forgiveness. And I just pray over everything that I'm grateful for, the health of my children, my own health, our home, our well-being, you know, things that people take for granted. Yes. And after that, you know, I do set aside on Sundays, which is the Sabbath day to really relax. And I'll spend time with the kids or I'll just let them do them. Mm-hmm. They can go outside and play or they can have the entire living room to make a mess. And then I just sit in my room. I'll, I'm also in school, so I'll cut out everything, school, work, and I'll watch movies and I'll just take time to myself and rest. So that's the me time that I get. And then probably once a year, I'll take a girl's trip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, that's, yeah. <laughs> and that's really the time where you really just get to say hey I'm not even a mom I'm, not, I'm nobody <laughs> at this point I'm out of town nobody knows who I'm I doing am. me <laughs> yes exactly so what I say once out of the year I do do that because I feel it's necessary and it's needed mm-hmm. so yes, I ma'am. love I love that when you pray that first and foremost, you show appreciation and gratitude for what you currently have. Right. And I think some people miss that point. You know, some people, right. when they, they pray, they're, they're asking for things. They're coming. Like, how would yeah. you feel if every time somebody had a conversation <laughs> with you, the first thing they did is ask you for something, right? So yeah, you, right. Mm-hmm. It's widely <laughs> underestimated the power of gratitude, not just to God for everything that we have, but just the people around us. And the -hmm. fact that you show gratitude in the morning and at night that, you know, it's become a habit where it's more than just once a day because we have so much to be grateful for. Just saying that we're grateful for something at one Mm -hmm. point in the day isn't enough. I love it. not enough at all. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You just really have to reflect on the good. And, you know, God reminds us a lot of times you can be complaining about something and then God, hey. He stepped in and intervened, like, you're complaining about this, but look at this person. You know, mm-hmm. you're complaining that you have to spend your last $20 on gas, but you mm-hmm. got somebody that's walking with a baby on their hip, and it's 90 degrees outside. Right. So, you know, it, it, he always knows how to send us a reminder. And that, and ever since then, I just give thanks all the time. Gratitude is number one. Amen. Amen. You know, just as you say that, I, I think about 
when I'm out here being of service to other people, it's a constant reminder to be grateful. Like, I mean, right. my, my mentor was the one that got me on to practicing gratitude daily with his gratitude practices, which inspired my third book, which is a gratitude journal. But when you look at your life and you want to complain about something, you want to be upset about something and multiple times a day, you're speaking to women who are confiding in, in you about their struggles and their adversities. And it's 10 times worse than yours. And your goal is to help them get out of that issue. Your goal is to help them to find a solution. And you realize, wow, you know, things aren't, aren't, as bad for me as I thought it would be. So being yeah. able to help others just improve the quality of their lives, it helps as a daily reminder to be grateful yeah. and to have gratitude. Yes, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's an article that I came across that I love to mention in every single show because it seems to be on point so far, but it basically says that your favorite shoe says a lot about your personality. Trish, I'm going to ask you, what is your favorite shoe? Is it a boot, a running shoe, a walking shoe, a flat, a flip-flop, a pump, a wedge, a mule, a loafer? What's your favorite type of shoe? My favorite shoe is a running shoe. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I love my heels. Don't get me wrong, but I'm comfortable. I'm at my best when I'm in running shoes. Okay. Okay. Yes, so let's see. Running shoe fans are goal-oriented. If you are someone who enjoys fitness challenges, takes your New Year's resolutions to heart, and has been known to go the extra mile with a label maker, you bet you prefer running shoes. This is someone who's very confident, very goal-oriented, and very organized. They usually illustrate the idea of multitasking, taking care of everything, and being everywhere. I always think of moms when I picture running shoes. <laughs> Does that sound that, like you? That's me. That's all the way me. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> yes, ma'am. That's me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So I want you to tell the people where they can stay connected with you online. Um, my Instagram, my main page is Forever Trish, F-O-R-E-V-E-R-T-R-I-S-H. My boutique is Cali Closet, K-A-L-I-K-L-O-S-E-T. And then my fitness is TWT Fitness. That's TWT.fitness on Instagram. And those names are also on Facebook as well. Love it. Love it. So what I will do is I will have the link in the details so they can connect to you directly so they don't have to search too far. And for the final segment of the show... A walk-in wisdom. Okay, so I'm going to ask you one or two quick reflection questions, and you just say the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So let's go with name a book that has changed or greatly impacted your life. Okay. It's not really reading, but when I first went through my transformation, I picked up the 10-Day Green Smoothie book. And mm -hmm. that's the book that had took me to my weight loss jump start where I lost a total of 15 pounds. Awesome. So JJ really lives up to everything that she tells you to do in that book. It really works. So Love yeah, it. that's the first one. <laughs> okay. Okay. For the interest of time, I'm just going to pick one more because I don't know how we reached our 45 minutes already, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, let's see. If you could have a gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say and why? It would say, I would want it to say, do what makes you happy mm. and turn out others. Love it. 
because that's what I'm teaching my kids. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. Thank Trish, you. I want to thank you for taking the time to join us and sharing all of your gems with us. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thank you as well. I really appreciate you as well. Thank you. Thank you. And to our audience, until next time, subscribe to our newsletter at awalkinmystilettos.com. And if you received value from today's show, share it with a friend that needs to hear Trish's message. Share her testimony. Be sure to screenshot this week's episode and tag us on Instagram. Tag Trish. You want to say your handle one more time? Forever Trish, F-O-R-E-V-E-R, C-R-I-S-H. In the bio, it will link all of my fitness boutique in here page perfect perfect and tag myself at the real mckinney smith send us your guest suggestions at info at a walk so to all my faith walkers out there continue to walk in greatness in your stilettos in a manner worthy of your calling <laughs>